This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. I want to talk to you about something that, to be honest, it's kind of new to me. I didn't really get this concept. For some reason, it never came in front of me. And recently it did. And I was surprised. <laughs> and I realized how, wait a minute, I think that most everybody would like to understand this in proper perspective because I didn't. And now that I do, I like it. It's much better. And I appreciate the opportunity to learn and to grow. So I want to talk to you about pleasure versus happiness. Obviously, the first thing to do is look at the definition of the two words and then look at the context. Pleasure is a sensation of enjoyment and happiness is a state of being. Okay? The situation is you all, we all, everybody has pleasure and pain, but nobody's neglected. There is pleasure in everyone's life. Some days things are very pleasurable and some days they're very painful. <laughs> but it comes and goes. It's definitely temporary. It's a short-term issue, pleasure. It lasts for a bit and then it goes. It's nice, no debate, but it's, a, it's an experience. It's pleasurable. Happiness, on the other hand, is a state of being. It stays. When you achieve it, it stays. Happiness or distress, they're long-term experiences, states of being. You go through periods of happiness, portions of your life in happiness. And then in distress, because everything is cyclical in the material world. There's no exception. But it's important for you and I to both realize the difference between pleasure and happiness. Pleasure is a fleeting thing that is cheap and easy to get, and you go through it, click, 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 click. And the idea is people are trying to put a series of pleasures back to back through their day, through their life and call it happiness and it's not you're trying to enjoy this little thing oh touch something oh it's so nice oh touch that oh so nice you hear something oh beautiful sound oh, hear oh very nice very nice you smell something oh very attractive very nice very nice the senses are being stimulated in a cycle as close together as possible so there's no gaps of pleasure more and more and more and more pleasure. This is back to the phones now. This is the context. Your phone. Oh, likes, pleasure. Oh, this is, oh, look at that. Oh, that's neat. Oh, look at that. Oh, gosh. Oh, listen to this. Oh. These snippets of pleasure are back to back to back to back to back. That's the goal. Everybody's trying to pack them in as close as they can, as many as possible, and not have anything, maybe a pause in between. But no room for there to be any kind of disruption or anxiety or suffering in there. So we go pleasure, 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 pleasure. As much as is possible that if I do this, I'm, I'm achieving the highest thing you can achieve. That is so good. I'm happy, 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 happy. But it's not happiness. 
it's pleasure. Happiness is when there is no anxiety in the heart. When the state of being is not disturbed by different changing of events. Something can go wrong and it still doesn't disturb the, the consistency, the stability of your happiness. We've had it confused by our society, confused by Facebook, confused by the television. They are trying to teach you that pleasure is happiness. And it's not. This is a major downfall for our society. It has been deceived. We have all been deceived. I don't know how long, maybe all, a century or two. But the people more and more and more and more and more equate pleasure as happiness. And it's not. And this is a very important point to take with you in your day and your life and start looking at deciding, deciphering, I should say, between the two. Is what I'm going through right now pleasure or is it happiness? And I can guarantee you that 99% of the time it's pleasure. And you don't have the right to call it happiness. Happiness is a very, very valuable and important experience, state of being. So our responsibility in the human form of life is to go to the highest level, the happiness, truthfulness, honesty, compassion. Those are the real qualities of you and I as living beings, as conscious spiritual sparks. The pleasure is a temporary fleeting thing that, yeah, you get some and no, you don't get some. It's just a, a part of the world experience. Sometimes you're in the front, sometimes you're in the back. Sometimes you're the leader, sometimes you're the follower. It's just a portion of life. Sometimes you're having pleasure and sometimes you're not. Or sometimes you're having pain. But happiness is a state of being. Happiness is where you are fixed. You're fixed in a happy perspective. You're fixed in a stable, consistent irrespective of the onslaught of material experience. So we need to keep that difference in mind. And we need to reject these temporary pleasures as though they're important. And this is where the rub comes. We're being distracted by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of short-term temporary pleasures, some not very pleasurable at that, and being distracted from achieving the real goals of life. And the Vedic literature points this out from thousands of years ago. That we are not supposed to be distracted by the temporary flickering experiences of the body, mind and senses. We're supposed to be stable, fixed in self-realization in the meditative yoga state, Brahmabhuta state, the Vedic literature calls it, above, free from the material contaminated perspective, not self-orientated. And this is another aspect of happiness. Happiness is actually not a selfish thing. You don't get happiness by being selfish. You can only get happiness by being selfless. Why? Because we are all servants. 
our constitutional position, our actual created position, is that we are servants. And we all are, whether consciously or unconsciously, rendering service to our body, our mind, our senses, our things, our relatives, our, our environment, our everything you can, all the ex externals you can think of. But we're actually rendering service. We think we're re retracting pleasure, but we're actually rendering service. So if you recognize that and you render service from a higher point of view, you're doing it for the contribution from the duty concept, you can open the door of happiness. Now we're being taught that there is no duty. Nobody's taught the duty of a human. It's all just grab on for all you can get, scramble for the most biggest pile. But you're not being taught how to actually achieve happiness. That it's a selfless experience. So the Vedic literature is trying to waken you to that. It's kicking out this pleasure concept. It's kicking out this selfish concept. Going, no, no, that won't work. No, not right. No, can't get there that way. Can't get there. You can't get to the happiness you want going down the pleasure road. So our society is in a state of confusion because the objective's been misidentified and mislabeled. So that everyone's trained to think if you, you're having pleasure, you're happy. And you're not. You're delusional. That real pleasure is the selfless experience of contributing. And it goes higher. We've discussed this many times. Our Vedic Wisdom program is here to teach you the glories and the ec uh, ecstatic return for serving the Lord. Devotional service, it's called. Unself-motivated, unending devotional service without expectation of return. Truly giving. That is the highest experience the human can have. The living entity, I should say. That's the highest experience the living entity can have is unself-motivated, loving, devotional service to God. That's it. That's the Vedic literature lays it out. I just, just taught you one of the secrets of self-realization, the topmost understanding by the grace of my spiritual master. So we have to notice that the society is cheating us that Facebook is cheating us, Google and the television and the advertising and the people trying to sell and make us consumers and all of this stuff on the damn phones that we carry around, it's all cheating you because it's not giving you happiness and it's not teaching you a servant and that service is where you get the happiness you're looking for. It's backwards. And to cover it up, the world is trying to teach you that pleasure is happiness and the Vedic literature is teaching you that it's not so this is a very <laughs> interesting point and is going on without anybody really noticing that the definitions are mixed up that we're being misled that it doesn't lead to where we want to go when this happens the intelligent person makes a change he recognizes that what he's been told is a deception. 
And he then has to understand what is the truth and live by that truth and adjust his life and perspective and his habits. This is another aspect of this that we become habited to wanting pleasure. But it isn't producing the happiness. So we end up with a life that is constantly uh, accelerating. Everybody's busy, 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 agitated, agitated for pleasure. But what they wanted was happiness. And this causes depression. When one seeks pleasure and doesn't get any fulfillment from it, he becomes depressed. I did it and it was okay, but I'm not happy. This is often depicted in television in relationships. Oh, I'm comfortable with them. I have a good time with them. But I'm not getting the pleasure of selfless exchange of love. And the intelligent people say, oh, no, don't settle for less. No, 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 don't. Don't just marry because it's comfortable. Don't stay with them because you're good friends. Find someone who exchanges unself-motivated love with you. That lasts. So this is good advice. And this is a higher perspective. And this is what we're talking about today. Don't let pleasure and happiness be confused in your life. You get it in proper perspective and live for happiness, which is caused or created from selflessness, selfless actions, selfless service, selfless devotion without expectation of return. This is where the highest taste of happiness is. If you really love someone, you want to see them taken care of. And if you do this and that and the other thing to take care of them, they become happy. When you see they are happy, it infects you. And you become happy in return. So you get happiness by the indirect method. You get pleasure by the direct method. The pleasure of the direct method is not satisfying and causes depression. The pleasure of the indirect method is satisfying and causes eternal happiness. That state of being, of being happy. That's it, continuously. Really wonderful state. So the Vedic literature teaches you that you can return to the eternal spiritual world and engage in loving devotional service eternally and be in a happiness state eternally. It's said the loving devotional service creates ecstasy. The taste of love of God and selfless devotional service to God breeds ecstasy, not just happiness, ecstatic happiness. Bliss, it's called in the Vedic literature. Ecstatic happiness is bliss. And everyone in the spiritual world lives in eternal bliss. So this is a very um, base subject for the development of our conscious lives. And we see how it's under attack by the social media interaction methods, Facebooks, etc., And that's a tragedy because all the people thinking that the pursuit of this pleasure is going to bring them happiness are going to be depressed today or tomorrow, sooner or later. 
It's not going to heal or help the issues within our society. So you need to see that. You need to step back from being part of the quest for pleasure. You need to educate yourself. You need to think about what you're going through and what is it actually. And reject the pleasure cycle and strive for the selfless happiness cycle. It's a major difference. It's a significant aspect of life that brings your best qualities out and you achieve the highest perfection. Now to go back briefly and that is any contamination you get from this pleasure nonsense and any frustration you get and anxiety you get needs to be rectified. And the Vedic literature provides a method for the cleansing of that contamination. And that is the vibration of the Maha Mantra. It's a sound-based cleaning system meant for the mind, senses, intelligence, and the heart of those in the human form of life. If you chant the sound vibration and hear the sound vibration and focus on the sound vibration, it has its own potency to cleanse all these dirty things that have accumulated, that are not fulfilling you. So this is a very interesting and important lesson to learn. It's a very important tool to adopt. Adopt that tool that helps you to cleanse and purify yourself so that you are in an uncontaminated state for the upliftment, for the contribution, for the fulfillment of your conscious destiny. So this is uh, some basics here today to look at and get in proper perspective because we're not getting it out in our social world. We're getting a deception. And to correct that deception is very important. You become empowered by seeing this in proper perspective. You get free from the misconceptions. You get free from the anxiety. And you are able to make a tangible spiritual advancement and become a productive human to make positive contribution to yourself, to society, to the entire experience called life. And everybody needs some positive growth in their life. Everybody wants to be better today than they were yesterday. And this method is available. And we have to notice that it's being attacked. And we have to reject that attack or that inclination to change. And stay firmly committed here. Reject selfishness. Reject the inclination to lie, to get something for yourself, to make it come your way, to exploit someone, etc. Reject that concept. Stay fixed on your truthfulness and stay fixed on your conscious awareness that you are a servant of others. And if you can hold that concept to the highest level, you are a servant of God, the Supreme Personality. There is a unique quality and relationship between you and the Supreme Lord where you exhibit your unique characteristics in how you render service 
without expectation of return. That is the topmost. That's the tipping point. That's where you actually see things in proper perspective. That's where you taste the nectar of life. Happiness. Bliss. There's so much happiness. So that's our message today. Don't let this pleasure thing become your focus. Demand happiness. Don't let lying be the standard. Fix permanently to the truth. These are valid subjects and important points that you should recognize. And you should make your own vows. You should make your own commitment. Take control of your life. Don't let other people tell you all pleasure is the goal. It's not. Happiness is the goal. Don't allow yourself to fall below your own standards. Give yourself the opportunity to raise yourself to the highest platform. The Vedic literature is here to assist you. The spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, is here to assist you. The vibration of the Maha Mantra is here to assist you. You're not alone. You have free will and you're being encouraged by the saints and sages and the purity of the Vedic literature and the Lord himself to use your free will in an intelligent, selfless service mentality because that is who we are by created constitution. If we live under the uh, proper conception of ourselves being spiritual beings that render service, we grow and we help others grow. As opposed to add to the confusion and deception and delusion of it all, seeking pleasure and calling it happiness. Lying to get out of trouble instead of staying committed to the truth. These are two serious aspects, two serious qualities of the awake, intelligent, alive human being. Which is who you are. Which is who we all are. The covering of the body and the influence of the society and the illusions propagated upon us create these misconceptions such that we don't get the opportunity to be our real spiritual divine selves. The Vedic literature is encouraging you to revive your divine consciousness and exhibit your divine qualities and reach the highest perfection of happiness, bliss, and stay in that state permanently. This is a wonderful goal. And it's achievable to every single living entity. The poor man can achieve a blissful happiness just like the wealthy man. The educated or the uneducated. The blind, the deaf, the dumb. It's still, it can be achieved. So when you see something that's that universally applicable, you can understand it has divine qualities. And you can reach to those qualities and exhibit those qualities and taste and live in those qualities yourself. This is our message to you today. If you take this opportunity, you can become purified in this very life and return home to the spiritual world where you are free from the contaminations of this material life. We are free of the anxiety, free of the illusions. You become detached. You're not attached to this temporary existence and all the trappings that go with it. You're reawakened to your eternal nature as an eternal living entity, servant of God. 
part and parcel of God, divine by nature, by creation. And there lies your happiness, there lies your success, and you can achieve it in one lifetime. Or you can let the distractions and the nonsense and the influence of those around you that you don't really like, but you hang out with them anyway, keep you from achieving that highest goal. This is why this program is here. This is why the Vedic literature is here. To try to make you realize you can achieve the highest goal in one life. You are not outcast. You are simply distracted. This is one of the biggest problems in our modern society that we live in right here, right now, is being distracted from what we're supposed to be doing. The humans are almost all, 99% of them are distracted from what they're supposed to be doing. So, take a little lesson from this. Take a little courage, a little determination. Pick yourself up. Reach out to your highest qualities. Stand firm. Make a commitment. Make a vow to yourself. I'm going to stand up and do the right thing. I'm going to give up these illusory conceptions of life. This is how you're going to be happy. This is what the Vedic literature is here for. Chant the Maha Mantra. Read the Vedic literature, follow the spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, and associate with spiritual people, not fault finders. And everything you're looking for will be there. Everything will come to you. That's the opportunity in front of you. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.